Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut episode of This League. We're excited to get going and kick off our new podcast. We got a little bit of a different show today. We'll be giving a little bit of a taste and sample of our planned segments. We'll be talking sports, news, basically whatever's on our mind. We just ask that you bear with us. It is the first episode. We're still working on editing, fluidity, and all that. I know it will be choppy here and there. Uh, We'll just work on that each week. Um, A little bit about me. I'm a subpar sports better, diehard Giants fan, Mets fan, Liverpool supporter, Rowan University graduate. Uh, That's pretty much it. Nothing special. Each week, I'll be joined by Iz, Anthony Isidori, and Brandon Burdoff. And now I'll let them introduce themselves to their own show. This is Anthony Zadori, but you can refer to me as Iz. And if you hate LeBron James as much as I do, you're definitely going to enjoy this one. All right, simple and to the point. Thanks, Iz. Uh, that was definitely not pre-recorded. Next up, we have Brandon Birdoff. Yeah, hey, what's up? My name is Brandon Birdoff, and welcome to This League Podcast. All right, thanks, guys. And that was also not pre-recorded. So we are ready to roll, and now we'll just jump into it. To kick off the show, we're going to start with our first segment, Studs and Duds. Uh, Birdoff, you can lead the way. Yeah, so I'm going with, for my stud of the week, definitely hands down, got to go to Yasiel Puig. One for fighting for his team when he wasn't even on that team anymore. And traded to Cleveland. Was that now, during the game? Now, it happened, yeah, during the game. Like, as he was starting the game, he got traded to Cleveland. And they didn't take him out, and the whole fight happened. Which was bizarre. And he actually came balls to the walls, psychopath. That's one of the greatest baseball fights I've seen in a long time. It might be the best we've ever seen. I feel we were kind of too young for the Sox Yanks brawl with A Rod and Veritek. Uh, he hasn't done a suspension yet either. His numbers are. He hasn't like, started? No. He's been, he's been <laughs> playing for the Indians. That's why I don't get it. He's been playing for the Indians. That's a man that just does not give a fuck about anything that's going on. He's a, he, he played with he got somehow he must have got the Reds organization to, to play with those sleeveless jerseys. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. All right, so I have Ninja was paid between fifty and a hundred million by Microsoft to switch over to Mixer as a streaming platform instead of Twitch. That's crazy. See, that's crazy. I never thought you'd ever see video games getting this big. Now, as a parent, do you take your kid out of school and just have him strictly play video games for the rest of his life? Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you send your kid back to school knowing that he just made $3 million playing he's Fortnite? Never, he's never playing sports. He's sitting on, he comes home from school, he's sitting down. Let him go. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, <laughs> you really can't. I pro- But I feel like that's the way it's been going for the past couple of years now. Like, you're not even going to see, like, rec football anymore. Like, these kids, like... Soccer is gonna dominate soon. Baseball is baseball is too boring for kids nowadays. They don't. They the kids rather play video games than sit in the right field and not not even get the ball hit to them. What's crazy is that each time he has a new contract, he'll make that amount of money again and again, which he needs to just keep doing. If you go from Mixer to Twitch and another platform is done like that, you can make an easy hundred million just switching in again in three years. I just feel like it's it's good and bad, you know, like. It gives kids another way to make money, but at the same time, it could be bad for kids with getting like their activities done. Like they're not going to be going outside anymore. They're not going to be like going like going to the park, playing, playing baseball, football, etc. 
they're literally just going to be sitting home playing Xbox or computer game and I don't know like sports are going to die like the main sports are going to die especially especially more baseball because I feel like it is so slow it's so Baseball's boring. already dying. It is. And now you have guys like Ninja and all these other big time like Fortnite players. It it's really huge, gives bro. younger kids like no reason sure. to go play sports. And honestly, looking at it as if you were a kid, why wouldn't you start doing that when you're that young and you have the opportunity to make three to six million dollars every year just playing Fortnite? I wouldn't leave my room. I wouldn't talk to anyone. <laughs> I never realized how big Ninja Fortnite was until when I was at Camp Council last summer. I went to like the Somerset Patriots game, like some minor league shit, and it was Fortnite day. And it was a shit ton of camps, and all these kids that would play the Fortnite music knew every dance, bro, and I was like, this is wild. <laughs> it was insane. It's It blows my mind. It just doesn't make sense how, to me, how big of a video game it is. And it's like the same thing. And they come out with different, like, battle passes and stuff like that. But it's it's all the same garbage. And they literally just have these kids hooked, spending their parents' money on stupid-ass skins. And they're just... It, it's it's, it's crazy that wild. at this point they'd rather spend their parents' money on computers' clothes than their own. Yeah. Right. Literally. But you think about it, that kid did just win $3 million. He did just win $3 million. 16 years old winning $3 million. You just don't hear about that. Like, What was the I, first thing that he said he wanted? A desk. He's buying a desk. He wants to buy a desk for his room. <laughs> if, I, if I had that much money at 16, I, I, I don't even know. I, I, just, I couldn't even imagine like, what I would want to do. I didn't even have a debit card at 16. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> he just got $3 million. How does that little dweeb not even give his parents some money? Like, hey, like... They're probably taking he, all of it. <laughs> do they get... Do you think they get... Do you think it goes to their parents? Because isn't, like... Aren't actors and actresses, when they're, like, younger, when they get paid, like, yeah. the money they make goes to their parents until they're uh, 18? But what I heard is about the money. What I heard about the money thing is he won $3 million, But remember, first thing is, the tournament was in Arsharath, which is in New York, so they taxed the fuck out of it. Oh... They're taxing the fuck out of it. And he has to give, like, these teams, he's on a team, and the team that signed him, he owes them, like, 10, 20% of it because he plays on their team because they, like, really take advantage of these fucking kids. And he has to give them, like, it's probably 20% of that plus New York State tax. Oh, he's getting slaughtered. So he's got, like, a million dollars to buy a desk. Yeah. <laughs> That's ain't too bad. <laughs> Better be a nice-ass fucking desk. What's even worse is that I'm a washed-up athlete, so I can't get famous doing that, and now I can't even win money playing Fortnite because these 10-year-olds are ridiculous at it, and I will never catch up. You're just washed up in every single category there is. Washed up 22-year-old <laughs> athlete. Let alone sports, you're washed up with video games too. It's actually the worst feeling in the world. All right, Ace, give us a dud. All right, so my dud of the week is Max Kellerman, although I don't feel like it's just of this week. I feel like it's every single week of the year. He is the worst person to listen to. He has absolutely no fucking idea what he's talking about. Stephen A. Smith, on the other hand, has also no idea what he's talking about, but sounds like an absolute genius next to Max Kellerman. This man, I'm going to date back to the basketball season when the Knicks traded Christoph Porzingis. Any person that changes their sports team, like midlife, loser. 
You're an absolute loser. And any sports take you have after that, is it's like beat. So they brought this guy in who only did boxing, right? Great boxing guy. And you have him talk all sports? Nah, you can't do that. Because then you have jackasses like him, himself, what he's doing to him. He just sounds like an idiot. And for me, personally, I stopped watching First Take because I literally could not stand listening to him. I wanted to, like, punt my TV off the wall. I just couldn't that do it. Whole, that whole show, they just say some stupid shit sometimes. Like, just outlandish. It blows my mind how, like, these these people are just so blown up because of how dumb their hot takes are. How dumb they are. I, I think Stephen A. Smith is only getting bigger because he's, like... I, I, it's not it's not the same, but like you know how Francesca's still big because everybody just fucks around with him. Yeah. Pretty much they call in, they fuck around with him. I feel like Stephen A. Smith is one is just so big because I feel like there's so many memes of this guy and the people. Yeah, no, no one likes Max there. Kellerman. He just has no idea what he's talking about. But he like got he's doing what like Skip Bayless did. Oh, like baby. you just you give off these like major hot takes and you just get blown up from that and it's all through hate. Like no one likes him. But he's big now because people tune in to hate him. And I'm looking it up now. Oh, he just signed a contract agreement with ESPN till 2025. Oh, my God. ESPN is not even that good to watch anymore. I used to watch it all the time when I was younger. These anchors now are just terrible. Most of them are terrible. They are really bad. But you know, there's nothing worse than like you watch like a whole like episode of sports center you fall asleep you wake up again and you're just watching you're watching the same shit all over again <laughs> you just become an expert on whatever the hell they're talking about it's so dumb so that's pretty much it for me on max kellerman i hate the guy uh the less i could talk about him the better but the more i could hate on him any chance i can to hate on him i will i really don't think i'd care if he uh something bad happened to him knock on wood but would definitely like to see someone out. I think we need a Stephen A. and Skip Bayless reunion. Like, just a debate. Like, an hour debate. That would be amazing. Those two old idiots going back out of it. See, now, I do... I also love Skip. But I also love Skip because of how much he hates LeBron. Did you see the episode when uh, Stephen A. was with um, Michael Irving? And Michael Irving was literally, like, looked like he jumped into a pool. He was sweating that bad. <laughs> <laughs> But the only show, like, I'll tune in to watch First Take. But that show I really hate is I Dan Bellatar. Bird, bro. you do not want to get me started on Dude, Dan Levitard. I fucking hate that I guy, actually hate him and Poppy. They created the worst show on TV. And I tweeted about Poppy one time two, about two years ago. For a month and a half straight, I had Dan Levitard fans tweeting at me and DMing me. Telling me to kill myself and that I'm a horrible person for not liking Poppy, even though he is part of the worst show. They literally tormented me on Twitter for a month and a half. <laughs> and you know what, Dan Lebetard? Your show still sucks, and fuck you. You were, like, that's surprising because there's no way there's that many people that watch Highly Questionable. What's crazier is that it's on a weekday, 4 to 5 p.m. or 5 to 6 p.m. When you first get home from work, it's prime time hour. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've, I think I watched it once and I just got so mad at myself for like wasting my time watching it. Yeah. I refuse to watch it again. Yeah, that's I, my, that's my dud of the year. Have, like, dud of the year? Yeah, that's dud of every year. I'd rather watch HGTV for 24 straight hours than watch 20, like five minutes of that show. Uh, so let's get into, 
right, we're going to stuff? do a fantasy watch. So we're each going to pick one player that we're looking at going into the season. Uh, someone that could be a hot pickup or even maybe a underdog that you're looking to get later in the draft. I'll start off. Uh, I have Keenan Allen as my target player. I think he's going to have a ball out year. If he's not hurt, he always has a leg injury, whether it's his ankles, knees, or whatever he's got going on. I think that Phillip Rivers is coming back as well, and he's dropping dimes like he's dropping nuts and having babies <laughs> left and right. He's feeling the whole team with that fucking nutsack. I saw yeah. a picture of his whole family. Yeah, he's, he's got like 13 kids. I'm pretty sure he has like seven daughters. Oof. Oof. I'd, I'd marry one of his daughters. Why not? They're like, hey, they got time. Age is just a number. I didn't know we were that type of podcast. <laughs> but Derek, I love I love Keenan Allen. He actually, he saved my fantasy uh, year last year. He rolled me all year long. He's so good. He's really Although he gets hurt a lot, his when he's on the field and he's playing games, he's so productive. He's so productive. He's literally a target machine. Mm -hmm. Especially in like a half point, full point PPR, he's at least getting you 15 to 20 every game. Because Phillip Rivers just looks for him all, all game long. Also, if you get a chance, check out the Chargers Instagram and Twitter. They are hyping him up like crazy in these highlight videos. He's going to be a beast. Dude, especially with Melvin Gordon being yeah. the bitch yeah. he's being, he's going to get so many more opportunities. They're going to pass the ball so much. Even though they have, like, with Eckler, Eckler's still pretty good. But he, he's no Melvin Gordon, though. Looking at Melvin Gordon last year, I was kind of worried that Eagler was going to take over at some point, but he was just nonstop production. So who knows if he's going to sign or not based off of their running back situation right now. Uh, I don't know if they'll end up paying him, which would also be huge for Keenan. I'm surprised he doesn't get – he's, like, more of a big play guy. They should go to him almost – at least you got to look for him twice in the red zone if you're not – if Melvin's not scoring in the first place. He, I think I, I take him over T.Y. and Mike Evans this year. Uh, Mike Evans really? Is Mike Evans is massive compared to Keenan Allen. He's a big size-wise. I, I still take Mike Evans size-wise. But the, I, I, I kind of agree with Derek there, only because I don't like Evans. I think, I think Winston's such a fucking bomb. You can't trust that guy. Winston is a god-awful quarterback. And I, but even if Ke coming in? Yeah, that's high-powered, but yeah, I don't know. Allen, he's going to get you... At least a hundred targets. Like he's gonna, he's gonna have over a hundred targets a year. He's gonna have over ninety receptions a year. You know what I mean? He's at least getting you twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns. He just really can't beat that. Is Antonio Gates coming back? I'm not Hunter. Back. I know Hunter Henry's back oh, now. That's huge too. He'll he came back as he, he was a dog last year. He came back for the playoffs in towards ACL of that uh, training camp. He'll get a lot of looks in the red zone too. Alright, we're moving on. Is we want to hear your fantasy pick. So my fantasy watch, I got Calvin Ridley. I love this guy. He, I think he's going to have a monster year. I think Sanu is on the back end. He may not be dumb, but I don't think he's that number two guy anymore in that Atlanta offense. It's so high-powered. They're going to be throwing it all day. Julio's going to get that double coverage. And especially with Ridley in the slot or outside, he could play both. He's 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 looking for more than he got 92 targets in 2018 and 10 touchdowns. I think his his targets are going to up this year, a lot. I think he's going to come into his own 
he's probably going to push around like 115, 120 targets. And that's a lot, only because I think of how much Julio is going to be doubled. And I just think that as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, that's a perfect option for you. And I love it. I love everything about that offense. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a monster, monster year. Watch out for Matty Ice for the MVP this year. Hot take. Hot take for Iz right here. But yeah, Ridley, I love him. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. And I'm although I'm gonna try to pick him up in my. I'm in two leagues. So I can't pick him up in one because my friend actually has him as a uh, a keeper, which fucking blows. And but I think that's someone that ev anybody and everyone should target in their fantasy league. All right, good job, Is uh, Bird off. Let's hear it. All right, so the fantasy watch we got is Mark Ingram. I'm telling you, Mark Ingram. Not having to split split as much carries with uh, Alvin Kamara, but he, there's still another running back that's signed with the um, Ravens that's still pretty solid, but still Mark Ingram obviously got more money. He's going to get him enough touches. A backfield of Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram in the red zone, I think, is next to unstoppable. Because you don't scary. know if, if he's going to Literally every if, play if can Lamar, be an option. Lamar's, yeah, play option. If Lamar's going to keep the ball, he's going to give it to Mark Ingram. He is going to eat touchdowns in the red zone because he's that three down back where he can let the other running back I forgot his name I'll look it up in a second but Justice Hill right yeah, yeah. Justice Hill he, he still got carries from last year he will split carries with Mark Ingram but when they're in the red zone bring in Mark Ingram Lamar Jackson read option oh my god touchdowns for days I think Mark Ingram's gonna be a he's gonna be touchdown dependent the only reason why he scares me a little bit Bird is because Lamar Jackson can't throw, so that box is going to be heavy every single possession. Yeah, but Mark, but in the red zone, he's yeah, he's going to be dominant. He's going to be a touchdown machine touchdown this machine. year. At which one hundred percent was exactly what Melvin Gordon was last year, just a touchdown machine. I don't know how many yards he's going to average per carry, because yeah, they're going to load the they're going to load the fucking box. Because Lamar, this is Lamar Jackson got to prove himself this year if he can throw the ball, because he ran way too, he ran way too much last year. He's Has still to. going to run. Obviously, he's still going to do what he does. He's fast as fuck. But they're going to pressure him. He's going to have to throw the ball, and we'll, we'll see what he's got. All right, so this segment's just about quarterbacks. Starting off with Baker Mayfield. He is absolutely electric, lighting up the Cleveland Indians stadium. He is shotgunning beers, screaming, going wild, and he's making it really hard not to like him. I agree, and I disagree at the same time. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. He's the king of Cleveland. I love his energy. I love his passion. I definitely loved him a lot last year, but since the Giants have traded Odell Beckham Jr., I have a huge hate for <laughs> Baker Mayfield in my heart now. I completely agree just because I used to love watching oh Cleveland last God. year, and now Odell just pisses me off, yep. and he kind of ruined Cleveland in general. I do I do like Baker. I mean, I, it's hard not to like Baker. He is so much fun to watch. I just... I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not gonna sit here and listen to him slander the Giants because what the fuck is he wanting in the league? You know. I could not even fuck comprehend that, that interview with GQ. All, first of all, first of all, that was wild for him and Odell both to say the shit they said was crazy. Yeah, how about they play a game first, though, right? Think Baker. Like Baker's exciting. Love him. Who? No, first of all, he played one year, not even a full season. We don't know what could happen. He, obviously, he's gonna be good. But you don't know how good he's gonna be. Everybody's so high up on the Browns right now. I don't. They're not winning the Super Bowl. That's crazy. No shot they win a Super Bowl. Yeah, they. Uh, and the AFC. I mean, that division's still really tough too. Even if they made it all the way and they faced like a, the likes of like, if you were to cross paths with like a Tom Brady, bro, or like a Drew Brees or anybody who's like an older, like more experienced quarterback, they're tearing him apart. 
yeah. him apart. Easy. I don't know, but my take is that Baker's still the most electric quarterback in the league right now. Easy, he's an electric factory. That is, he is an electric factory. I'll give you that. He actually made all the other quarterbacks, especially Aaron Rodgers, look like yeah. vaginas. Overrated pussy. Sorry, I think he's the most overrated quarterback of all time. He's, oh my gosh, um, he is overrated. Yeah, but what is the fuck has he done since 2010 or 2012? Yeah, no. What? He was in the deep in the playoffs against he the Giants, right? Yeah, Mike and McCarthy Eli went in fucking there and beat him. Yeah, he's, he's, it's he's, every he's, time he looks like he's struggling, he'll fake an injury and then go on that vintage Aaron Rodgers comeback win with a broken ankle. Always, he pretends that he's hurt and then he wins games. And he'll go on like that 99-yard fucking game-winning drive, yeah. and then he's a god. He's playing on like some fucking injury. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Rodgers is back. It's bullshit. I don't buy it. All right, now we're going to bounce over to Tom Brady. He is 42 years old, just signed a two-year contract extension with the Patriots. First year is $23 million. And I still think he would win a Super Bowl. He's so fucked up. He is. I know for – I think he's going to win. He, I, he, the vision's not good this year as usual. The Jets, like, I don't think they still have a chance to beat the Patriots. They're getting better, but the vision's not strong. The Dolphins are a joke. He's also getting cooler as he's getting older. Because he don't give a fuck. Yeah. We got five rings. We're just going to talk shit to him. I feel like Tom Brady's hate has lessened over the years. I fucking hate him. I mean, yeah. That's because you're a Jets fan. It's you're a Jets fan. I fucking hate him, bro. But he's perfect. I'm not going to lie. That's why I hate him, though. Because he's fucking perfect. He is. His wife, hot as shit. He wears Uggs. <laughs> he definitely does wear Uggs. Derek, as a Giants fan, do you hate Tom Brady? I love him. I love him, too. We were somehow able to get two Super Bowls against him. Why? No, that's I care? that's what I always say to people. They're like, "How do you like Tom Brady?" And I'm like, "Well, give me a reason to hate him." So there's no reason for Giants fans to hate Tom Brady. He's the best quarterback of all time, and we still have two Super Bowls against him. He hasn't done anything against us that would make me want to hate him. We should have won that and game. And second of all, the New York Jets fans that haven't been able to talk shit to the Giants fans because they haven't been to a Super Bowl and they beat haven't him? won anything because of this man, I should be thanking him as a New York Giants. Fan. No offense, Birdoff, but Jets fans suck. Yeah, I, I just as a Giants fan, I I praise him. I know that he's terrified of Eli Manning in the playoffs, so He's the best quarterback of all time. Ever. Ever. There will no there'll be no one better than him. Also he's he's gaining weight. Like he said he wants to be thick. <laughs> yeah, because, he, he's got, because he now that he's old as hell, he can't get hit. Yeah, he's gotta absorb those hits. Yeah. So uh, thick Brady is back. <laughs> Thick Brady. Hashtag Thick Brady. All right, so now we're going to give a taste of the segment, Comebacks of the Week. Uh, Bird, let's hear it. Los Metsos, baby. How about them fucking Mets? I hate to be that fan. Iz knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> every say, every single Mets fan is back. It's, it's just Iz knows exactly what I'm talking about. We get around that beginning yep. of the year, yep. April time. The Mets are a little... Uh, they're up maybe seven games above 500. I'm running my mouth nonstop, and then they absolutely fucking fall apart. But the boys are hot. Now, they're three games back as of today. The Phillies lost. They won today. They're three games back from the wild card, which is absolutely absurd. Their percentages chances. I went from as of like July 21st, it was like 0.3 percent, to I think now around. I'm like 35%. Am I getting hopeful? I have to. I'm a diehard Mets fan. I love it. 
It wouldn't be in your blood as a Mets fan to hop all over this. Not be excited. I, I'm, I'm extremely like I'm fucking pumped for it. Now I can watch baseball again. But remember, we've been playing garbage teams. Like you just beat the Pirates, the Mar- you're gonna play the Marlins again, which is huge. But then it all depends on you gotta face the Braves a shit ton more, the Nationals a lot more, the Phillies. But like, but if this pitching staff is clicking the way it is, like Shemigard retired 14 in a row today. And like if they keep this running, and the bats keep going, they got the pieces. But like I don't, but I don't want to get myself too high because the the chances are still pretty slim. They're getting bigger, but they're still pretty slim. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited that Cano just Cano just got hurt today. Cano, we, he finally yeah, started hitting. I know, but still, now now, now you can bring in McNeil to play his natural position, yeah. which he should be doing it now. And then you bring Lagares to play center field. The offense is clicking so much right now that his bat difference... Because the, their defense is garbage. Lagares is a huge step up. Conforto can't play center. Conforto's trash, bro. He is the streakiest player in baseball. But when he's hot, he's hot. He's hot. The Mets are clicking on all cylinders right now. You know the Mets are clicking on all cylinders when Seth Lugo wins reliever of the month. Like that'll never happen again. That'll never happen again. He's he's been he's terrible. And and we have Brandon Nimmo coming back. Brandon Nimmo will come back to play center. But you but right now you had Lugo win pitcher of the month. I mean reliever of the month. McNeil's hit. Conforto just started to hit it. Started, he's on a hot streak. Cano is on a hot streak. Alonzo's doing what Alonzo does. Todd Frazier, just, I don't know what the fuck is good with him. He's just been, he's been hitting pretty good all year. J.D. Davis, hot as fuck. They're just clicking right now in all cylinders. So it, it's one of those runs where the Mets don't even know oh. what they're doing. They, they bring in a stud pitcher like Stroman, which out of nowhere, I don't even know how that deal even happened. They give up two decent pitching prospects, no. but... They're not decent. They're, they're garbage. Oh, I have they're both garbage. no problem with the trade. I think I completely agree with it, but I just had no idea this was in the Mets' plan to go out and get a pitcher, but it is really, really exciting. No, it's so exciting. Bro, I, like, I'm still Mickey Callaway. It's not his fault, bro. He got he got dished like bad. Does he make good decisions? No, he makes fucking terrible decisions, but like, it takes a manager a couple years. It took Boone a year. Boone was terrible. How, how? Yeah, Boone was really bad last year. It was terrible. But now he's fine. He's chilling. He's got his, he's got his grounds. He knows what he's doing. Like, I still, at the end of the season, even if the Mets somehow, somehow the Mets do make the playoffs, they lose in the wild card, whatever happens, I still want Callaway gone. And there's only one man I want him to bring in because you bring in him with this rotation, you bring in two more bats, you, that, then you got a shot. You bring in Girardi to coach that team, then you got a shot. I do like Girardi as a Met. I think that would be a good pickup for you guys. It would make sense for them to do that because mm-hmm. he's been in the market before and he has the experience. Because the Mets, it's just so funny where no one knew McNeil was. Like, Alonzo was hyped up. Alonzo, everybody knew he was going to be good. Like, he was their power first baseman. McNeil, they didn't know he was going to be this good. It's crazy. Cool. He's a beast. Squirrel. He's a beast. I just think it comes down to the Will Ponds being the Will Ponds, and as long as they're uh, at the helm, like you guys are, you're not winning shit. I, I, I could sit back here and listen to you guys talk about the Mets and just and just smile and grin because I'm the Yankees are just fine. I'm not even worried. We didn't even pick up a pitcher at the deadline, and none of us are worried. We're about to sweep the Sox tonight, and it's all good. We're about to put those motherfuckers out of their misery. It's not always sunshine and rainbows over in Flushing. Is sorry. 
No, it's not. Like you like you guys said before, I mean, you guys had your April parade, and now it's slowly starting to pick back up in August. And hey, I hope I nothing but the to, best though. for you guys. Honestly. I don't want it. To, it's hey, we're on a hot streak. I'll take all the no matter what, we're we're, we're rolling right now, so we'll see how it goes. But I need to see it well, like this Marlin series. They should do good if they're this hot, but they gotta play a real team. Alright, who's your second comeback of the week? Second comeback of the week, my guy, the Harvard legend, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Love it. Absolute beast. Magic. For I'll tell you these reasons. He will he has a starting job in Miami. But this is what he does. He's been on the Jets. He's been on the Bills. He did it on Tampa, and now he'll do it on Miami. He will work his way, fight his way to get a starting position. And then when he's in that starting position, he'll succeed. He will succeed enough where they think, like, oh, shit, we can re-sign him, you know, extend him. Well, he will do good this year. I'm telling you, the Fitz magic will be there. He did it for the Jets, where Sam Darnold, or where someone else was coming. They said, I will right, we'll put Fitzpatrick in for now, you know what I mean? He did good enough. They re-signed him to, to, to start the next season. Tampa Bay did that when he when, they, when Jameis Winston got hurt. They want to put him back in. Now he did it with the Bills. Now he's gonna do it with Miami, where he's gonna. I'm telling you, he's gonna be good, and they're gonna sign him. He's gonna be garbage. Yeah. He. I'm. I'm so him, happy garbage. that he's <laughs> that this is working out for him in Miami because I think Josh Rosen oh, is the most overrated draft pick in years. Really? Dude, he's. Um, he looked he's, like shit last year. He really did. I like low key wanted him as a Giant. <laughs> I did not want it. He is so little. He looks terrible behind the line. And at that point, the Giants didn't have a line. <laughs> I also was very really against taking a running back at two. But going back to Fitz, look at so, him. You were so against it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you were so I really was. It. But like going back, like going back on what you guys said about Fitzmagic, I don't understand how this motherfucker finds his way into a starting quarterback role, no matter oh, what's going on. Every he's year, a beast. He every always year, figures it out. it's amazing. He's got the Harvard degree. He's the Harvard degree, bro. He's smarter than everybody. He's smarter than everybody. <laughs> he goes in there, and I probably just he talks like, oh shit, I'm actually educated human being who went through a full college career at Harvard. He, he, he has one of the highest Wonderlic test scores ever. Yeah, the he, probably NFL, the, the he probably didn't get one wrong on that shit. It's crazy. I think he got a forty-eight out of fifty. He's Holy a genius, crap. bro. He just sucks. He just he, he plays good when he when he's working for when he's when he's not in a pressure situation. When he's looking of. for a job. Before he signs, that once they sign him, garbage. How how are they Absolute how are they gonna garbage. trade for Josh Rosen and start Fitzmagic? That's just disrespect. I feel like it was kind of in a in a uh, time where they they could give up a second round pick or whatever they did for Rosen. They know yeah. they're gonna be like the worst team in the NFL, so they're just gonna get their guy next year. And I'm so hyped, Kyler Murray is gonna start. Oh, he's gonna be a beast. It's gonna be fun. He's gonna be a beast, and Dwayne Hash is gonna turn up too. I think a little bit, not crazy, but uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little turn up. He's th he's too thick. He's a little turn up. Shout out Maurice Morris Claiborne for having a three on the Wonderlic score, by the way. Does he really? Yeah, he scored Stupid. a three. Stupid. Cowboy. Oh my bad. Correct me. It was a four. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't even take it serious. Hey. He probably just looked at it, just. Hey man, the goat Frank Gore had a six. Look yeah, at him. Stud. Bobby Wagner had Frank an eight. Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised by that. Frank Gore is just a brick shit house. It does no idea what's going on. I love him. I want Gore, Gore, Gore. They said in college, like he would get in the huddle and he was so fucking stupid. He didn't know any of the plays. They'd be like, "Yo, run right." They should be like, "Give him the like, Yo, you should run. You're running to the right." <laughs> <laughs> I, and he was he was nice in college. 
I'm sure he was. He's, he's, a, nice. he's an animal. So my first comeback of the week is drama in Oakland, uh, especially with Hard Knocks coming up. John Gruden said that he likes Nathan Peterman as a quarterback right now and that he's growing oh on him God. as a player. And next day, Derek Carr buys a house next door to John Gruden in Vegas. I feel like that's just a power move on on Derek Carr's part. That couldn't have been a better move, honestly. Buying a house next to your coach in Las Vegas. Gruden's a cool fucking dude. I can't imagine living next to Gruden and then imagine being in Vegas. That's a duo. You might have the most fun you'll ever have. That's stogies all around. Just like strip clubs and casinos with John Gruden. Oh my god. John Gruden though is the quarterback whisperer. He's the whisperer. I'm excited to see Hard Knocks. That's, that's going to be a fun that's fucking going show. To be unreal. Oh and now AB has got a foot problem. You saw those nasty ass feet? He's got fucking chonklas as feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the grossest. I did not need to see that today. I saw that when I woke up hungover and I immediately went back to sleep. I was, do I was done with Twitter for the day. <laughs> Goodbye, Antonio Brown. Rest in peace, Antonio Brown's feet, 2019. All right, my next comeback of the week is dumb football bets. Uh, naturally took the over on the Hall of Fame game. It was at 32. I think they scored 17 points. I'm at the point that if I bet it, I know I'm going to lose, but I do it anyway. It's literally like a hangnail, and I just bite it anyway, even though it's good. Yeah, you have to. You got to bite the bullet on that one. Just add fuel to the game. Like I'm not. I know I'm not going to watch a full Hall of Fame game, so might as well... For points. I agree with you 100%. I don't think I've ever rode the under in a game, ever. How do you sit there and not want to root for a good game or like the highest amount of points possible? Also, preseason is completely in action, and I'm not going to be able to stop betting. <laughs> so my formula That's, is to parlay unders first half, second half, and you really uh, There's like you very minimal scoring in the preseason, so I would agree with that on on you. I You definitely have a... Uh, a gambling problem if you're betting on preseason football, though. Baseball, base, baseball <laughs> preseason. My, my thing is, I'm going to try to just put one fat deposit in week one. Right in my DraftKings, one fat-ass deposit week one and just let it ride. See what happens. Let it ride. Hit the player props like crazy. I love betting props. player props. Teasers. Guaranteed. Hopefully I don't lose like 300 in the first weekend, but I probably will. You know what I want to see? I want to see Pat McAfee on the NFL booth. He's he's up there. This, uh, he's doing Thursday night games. He's got Thursday night college. He's gonna be. I wish he could, he's gonna curse. I'm telling you. He's gonna at curse one point, at one, one point, he's, he's going curse to curse, Patrick. and that's when they make a R-rated or explicit channel for football. That would be so fun. It would be amazing. I feel like it's missing that. Like football is missing that. Who can we uh, talk to about getting that happening? Because I would love to hear uh, that. It would be like HBO football. Oh, dude, could you imagine? Oh, man, we need that. Set of Thrones on Sunday nights, get HBO football. football. <laughs> All right, is uh, your comeback of the week? My comeback of the week is fantasy football draft orders. I believe this is the time of the summer where everyone's starting to get their draft order spots, and that is the most fun in fantasy. Because usually if you're not doing a competition for your draft order, you should think about doing it, unless you're like Derek, who's doing it with 50-year-old men, who probably don't know what the hell a draft order is. Um, it's a good time. We, uh, Me and my friends did a uh, flip cup elimination. That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. I literally ran through it. It wasn't even close. One flipped everything. Took the first overall pick. 
and got my Saquon, got my Saquon pick. Shout out to my Eskimo brother right there. Um, yeah, I just it's just my favorite time of the year because it it approaches the draft time, and everyone knows that fantasy football drafts are the goat. It's one of the most stressful times of the year, and they are fun. They're the great. They're so like fun. mini games. I'm I'm actually a mini mini game god. <laughs> are you? You're I definitely like one of those games. mini like everything mini game like outdoor mini games. You're probably so good at. I, I, I that's my childhood. I used to just make up my own mini games and I would be good at it. Hey, so maybe you aren't washed up, Derek. Maybe you got mini games in you still. If there's a national <laughs> mini game league, I'm in. I got money on you if there is. I'm down. So that was my comeback of the week. What, so what are our other good Derek. good ideas? Maybe maybe Derek, like we all take the Wonderlick uh, test, and the the best score gets first. I me I was thinking about doing the Wonderlick test, but I could just they already have, like, know. The, they have the sample. Yeah, they do. But I know that um, if I did the Wonderlick test with like my like fantasy league, there were, there's no one over a twenty. No shot. We're all dumb as rocks. <laughs> We're all rocks. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck be on the test. I still think I don't get it. Yo, they're like decently like hard questions. They probably are. Frank Gore can't be that stupid. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hear he's stupid, but I hope he is. Well, maybe he is. That's why he just keeps taking a beating. Hey, but he's still going. He's still going. But, what would, Derek, what draft order did we do when we did our fantasy league? Uh, we did about like a NASCAR yeah, race. Yeah, we did a something. NASCAR race and we each got a race uh, driver. That's fun. Yeah, I want to do I want to do like horses but one horse race. The odds were wild. What's it called the WWE fight where they all come out one by one? Oh, Is Yes, a Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Um Royal that's Rumble. a good one. You each get a wrestler in the order they come out. You get a number. The Royal Rumble was a good time. I actually went to a, a Royal Rumble live at Madison Square Garden. It was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Shout out to uh, John Cena. I saw Hated him as a wrestler, but match. he's a good guy. He won that time. <laughs> uh, but to get off the draft for a second, maybe do like a punishment league with a person in last guy. Do a punishment oh man, I have to do my punishment. I came in last last year. I've always tried it, but no one's ever come through with. I have to. I have to do a 30-day yoga challenge on Instagram. Shut up. Yeah, I might have to have you film my uh, my yoga poses. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, Dan, Dan would like that. Dan can take care of that. All right, so we're going to give it a little bit of a taste of the next segment, Biggest Loser. We're each going to pick a story and kind of go through a quick of uh, whatever was in the news. So my first Biggest Loser is TSA at every airport but specifically the one that Kevin Bacon got stopped by. Uh, TSA is the most grumpy group of people you'll ever meet, and they stopped Kevin Bacon for something that was suspicious in his backpack, and they reached in and found a sweet potato that he took from his house as a snack, and my uh, bad beat, my biggest loser is a sweet potato and TSA. My biggest loser, it is the Boston Red Sox. They are. They have lost their last seven games, and they're about to get the hand of God from the Yanks tonight. And we're about to put them out of their misery, and just run away with this division. And there's nothing more in life than I love seeing than the Red Sox losing. All right, Bird. Yeah, it's me. So my big loser, biggest loser of the week is definitely Chris Archer. I don't know if you watched any breakdowns of that fight, 
but he got his ass whooped. He got his ass whooped by Gary. Gary came over. He missed the first punch on that guy. Then Chris Chris Archer tried to come in a little bit, got shoved to the ground, and Garrett was on top of him, just getting shots in on him. He was getting beat up. And when Puig ran over later in the fight, just literally gave him a shoulder, made him fly. He was getting his ass handed to him. Embarrassed in that fight. He's, he was talking shit, he, and he got hit. He, he got hit. Yeah, Chris Archer is a pussy. First of all, I just saw a highlight. I don't know if anybody saw this. He dyed his hair red for the Indians. It's like... He looks like an animal. I just saw it on the thing, on the screen. I wouldn't want to fuck with him. That's why Chris Archer got his head. He's a scary dude. He looks like an animal. I just saw it on the screen. I wouldn't want to fuck with I'd him. Definitely take uh, Puig in a life or death fight for myself. I don't know. He, yeah. Actually, yeah. He's, he's seen some shit. He's seen he, some shit. He's come, he'll come out the other side. So starting next week, we're going to also open up a fan segment where you can tweet us at this league pod, send any questions that you'd want us to answer individually or as a group, and we'll take the top five to six best questions and give us uh, give you some of our answers. Can't wait to hear these dumbass questions. All right, so that's the first episode of this league pod. Uh, thanks for being patient with us, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace, peace. peace.